Welcome to another segment of the Agricultural Market Viewpoint. This is a podcast where we reflect on various themes influencing the agricultural economy here at home in South Africa and beyond our borders. This week I want to revisit uh, the discussion about trade, South Africa's agricultural trade. I was looking at the data for the third quarter of 2022 this week and the export figures are phenomenal, really encouraging, especially in an environment where we continue to struggle with many things. I've discussed, for example, in the past few weeks, the issues of poor road networks across South Africa, which really challenge uh, many agribusinesses, farmers and uh, traders in agriculture, because one has to move a product from a farm to silos, to the ports, or to fresh produce markets, or to some storage closer to the to the ports for export markets, all of those uh, usually present additional costs and cause all kinds of inefficiencies um, in the road. So to see encouraging export activity is always something that I think it's worth highlighting in an environment like this. Uh, we also, of course, have challenge within our railway networks that are not functioning optimally at the moment. Um, and within the ports themselves, there are inefficiencies that are there. But I think on the latter, which is the ports and the railway story, there are some encouraging discussions that are happening. For example, um, the organization that I work for, which is the Agricultural Business Chamber of South Africa, we working closely with Transnet um, to think about ways of improving efficiencies, ways of co-investing, uh, making sure that the ports infrastructure uh, and the functioning in general is something um, that is improved for the coming years. But of course, the payoff of all of these things that are currently happening will be down the the, the, the line in, in years or months to come. But with this current export activity of the third quarter, it happened with all of the challenges um, that, that, that exist in the sector. Now, the exports amounted to $3.7 billion for Q3. This is up 10% if you compare to the same period last year. There's a number of factors that are boosting this. Of course, uh, the first one, it's a robust agricultural output in South Africa. We've had really good harvest on a number of crops and fruits um, in this country. And of course, higher commodity prices is also an added factor to these uh, large export revenue. I'm bringing in the issue of output because even if you were to look at the volumes that we've exported on a range of these products, the volumes are great. And the products that led the export activity for South Africa in the third quarter was citrus, maize, nuts, wine, apples, pears, sugar, fruit juices, berries, uh, soybeans. For the first time, we're really exporting significant volumes of soybeans. That's good uh, because it, it comes on a backdrop of the expansion on soybeans that we've seen over the years in South Africa. Wool was also amongst those products and many others um, that we have exported. But these ones that I've mentioned, they were really at the top in the third quarter of this of this year. Citrus came as a surprise to actually remain at the top because those of you that have been following this podcast and you can scroll back and see in some of the earlier segments of this podcast, we had talked about the challenges that South Africa's uh, citrus industry was facing in the EU, EU being one of those important markets, and they were changing the regulations at which we can trade uh, citrus with them on what they call uh, the plant uh, regulations, what they were changing pretty much 
um, the, the standards on a cold treatment and putting more stringent uh, regulations in place. Uh, technically, that is called the false coddling moth. There was a discussion about that. Many of you that follow the South African Agricultural Economic News, you might have read about all of those discussions between the plant regulation and the issues of false coddling moth and that South Africa wasn't really meeting the standard um, at which the EU was. But in fact, South Africa is already controlling for that organism. It has uh, standards in place um, to control for that. But there was all of that friction between us and the EU. But of course, our government stepped in talked with the EU and the industry was there and that allowed for trade to happen after a, a prolonged period of, of really disarray where we were unable to get a, a clearer understanding of what was happening. But the issue is not over. There's still discussions between the South African government and the EU authorities and industry about long-term um, uh, 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 regulations around um, the, 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 the trade space in the in the citrus. So we will update on that in the new year about what are the issues in there. But with the information that we have now, all of the planned regulations are, are challenges that were there reversed uh, to allow the trade for this year marginally. They've led to citrus really maintaining a, a good position in the trade activity. The, the EU, of course, is a very important market for South Africa's citrus industry. And citrus itself, it's, it's a really big booster of our agricultural exports. If you look at the third quarter of this year, for example, citrus, as I said, top exportable product. In values terms, this was about uh, $1 billion, uh, marginally uh, unchanged from the third quarter of last year. Uh, so to get a billion dollars just of the export of citrus, that's quite substantive, especially if you consider that the quarterly exports were 3.7 billion. So that just shows you the proportions of citrus. Another important product was wool. I had another segment in here on this podcast about wool exports, which were restricted for a particular period in China, China being one of those most important uh, markets for South Africa's wool. Uh, roughly 70% of our wool goes to China and China had said, hold on, we're not going to be accepting your wool. You have a, a foot and mouth disease and all of those things. But industry and the government stepped in, talked with the Chinese authority, and we were able to see the exports continuing for much of the third quarter. And the revenue is evident. It paints to that picture that something was happening. Now, on a geographical perspective, if one was to say, okay, good exports, 3.7 billion in the third quarter, up 10% from the same period in 2021. But where are these exports going? Are they concentrated in one area? What's going on with South Africa's export um, uh, uh, orientation just around the world? And on that, I think South Africa is nicely placed um, uh, and diverse. I mean, 32% of our exports, for example, in value terms, went to the African continent. It remains one of our important markets. And in Africa, if you were to say, where do these South African exports go within the African continent? You find that roughly 80% of them are locked within the SADC region. We haven't yet fully managed to, to extend with great footing in some parts of the African continent. It's a different discussion. Some people hope that with the African Continental Free Trade Agreement, we'll be able to reach more and all of those things. But in some of the academic work I did with my colleague and friend, um, Dr. Tinashe Kapuya, we found that 
uh, there isn't really that much potential for agriculture beyond the SADC region. And that paper is available online uh, under econ303, www.econ303.co.za. It's, it's a blog for academic staff. The paper is there and anyone that needs it, I can put it on a link. But the point is, in the African continent, we, we don't see much further growth than where we're sitting. But in the third quarter, remained a very important market for us. The other important region is Asia and the Middle East. They combined, they made up about 31% of the South African exports. This is the area where we see uh, enormous growth in because in the Middle East, we can still expand in countries like Saudi Arabia and the others in Asia, still great capacity. These are, are regions with good population, good buying power in certain countries, and South Africa should be looking at expanding its export footprint there. The EU remains ever more important. 19% of our overall exports, I've made the point about citrus, but if you look at our overall agriculture export, 19% we have wine and various products that go there. The United Kingdom, I cannot overemphasize its importance. It accounts as a single country about 6% of South Africa's agricultural uh, exports. So there's a lot that goes to the EU, strong agricultural trade between the two countries, uh, more so exports of South Africa to, to the EU. We do buy whiskies and the other things, I believe, uh, from, the, from, the, from the UK. I mean, so the UK is an important market, 6% of our egg exports. The rest of that, which is about 12%, is spread amongst the Americas and the other countries. The, the US is, is an important market for some of our products, nuts and the others. We, we do export their citruses and stuff, so it's a, it remains an important market. In as far as, um, of course, the, 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 the trade policy in general, South Africa is not a one-way dimensional country. We, we are a directional country. We do import a number of products. And the products we rely on import the most are wheat, rice, palm oil, sunflower, poultry, and whiskey that I mentioned. Um, and we think that these will continue to, they, ex, they dominated the, the import bill in the third quarter, and we think it will be the same story in the fourth quarter. And as far as the value of the imports, though, in the third quarter of this year, they were at $1.9 billion. That's up 5% um, uh, from the same period last year. So great activity, much of it coming from um, uh, rice and wheat. It's well spread in the a, in a EU, Australia, Canada, and then rice from Asia, palm oil also from Asia. So we do import on that. But now taking the imports and the exports and say, in terms of the trade activity, where is South Africa? Is it a trade deficit, trade surplus? We actually have a trade surplus of about 1.9 um, billion dollars in the third quarter of of this year it's up 14 percent if you were to compare it with the same period last year so there's really some good activity that has been happening in south africa's agricultural sector now from a policy perspective though which is a long-term thing we still believe that we are an export-oriented country and if we are going to continue to improve production at a, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a primary level through agriculture and agro-processing master plan, blended finance of the land bank and the other things that are actually supporting growth and inclusion in the sector. We also have to put the same energy uh, on exports. The countries that I continue to mention is, the, is China, South Korea, Japan, the US, Vietnam, Taiwan, India, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, the Philippines, and Bangladesh. These are key markets that South Africa should broaden its export activity in. 
At the same time, though, we have to make sure that we take care of markets like the EU and the African continent. They remain our anchor markets while we are searching for new ones. The new ones that I've just mentioned, um, where I say we have a, an ability to, to, to expand our focus, is for the same reasons that I've made to say, look, there are growing economies, there are sizable population, so we can do something in those markets. But all of this should happen while at the same time we continue to address the domestic issues of poor road network, challenges in the rail and the ports, because at the end of the day, these are key. The logistics industries are key to any export activity that we will do. And there's an issue around criminality, in fact, uh, against South African infrastructure. You read local newspaper, you hear of organized crime against railway line, electricity, and all of those things. This is something that the South African government um, needs to pay attention to. Now, addressing all of these and looking for these export markets, I think this is one of the most important things when we think about the realistic path to growth in South Africa's agriculture. And with that, we can see job creation and vibrancy in the rural economies. So these are important things, uh, folks, that I thought they are worth discussing this week. And that's all I wanted to to, to talk about um, this time around. And you can read some of the things that I write. They are in my blog, which is www.wandilesithlobo.com or in the organization that I work for, which is the Agricultural Business Chamber, which is www.agbiz.co.za, www.agbiz.co.za. You'll find all of these uh, things there. My name is Wandi Lesislobo. I am an agricultural economist based in Pretoria, South Africa. Thank you for listening.